Hello, you're listening to the Co-Create Work podcast with Lakita Williams and Chloe Anderson. At Co-Create Work, we help leaders just like you build companies that change lives. Each week on this podcast, we talk all things leadership, personal development, well-being, lifestyle, and creating the capacity it takes to build a great company with more ease and alignment. Welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast. co-creators and welcome to this week's episode of the co-create work podcast. I am so happy that you're here with me today and I am really excited because I'm going to be talking all about something that I find very interesting and it's something that we do in our work with clients and that is personality slash work style assessments. But before we jump into this week's episode, just a quick reminder that we are starting our leadership well-being challenge today. And if you have not signed up, it is not too late. The link is in the show notes. You can find all the information about it. We are so excited about it. You will get five emails introducing our breath well-being framework with tips, tools, all the things. So go sign up. And with that, let's jump in. So a couple of weeks ago, I posted some questions to my social media accounts about personality assessments because I wanted to just get a read on what assessments people have done, whether they've done them for work or for fun, and what questions people have about personality assessments in general. And so I've got all that information as well as all of my knowledge and a lot of research that I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. So to give a little bit more context, I have been working with assessments for a very long time. I am certified in a number of assessments. And I'm going to tell you right now that this episode is not going to be assessment specific. I am not going to recommend any assessment in particular. We're just going to talk about them in general. And it's not because there aren't particular ones that we use at Co-Create Work or that I think are more effective than others, but that efficacy really depends on what your goal is in using them. And my hope is that through this, you will learn and you will also know what to look for when it comes to a personality assessment or a work style assessment and the best ways to use them, the ways you want to be really cautious about using them and or not use them. And that's really it. So let's dive in. Let's start with what a personality assessment is, which may sound very basic, but I still want to I still want to ground us in a definition. So, personality assessments refer to the process of evaluating a person's traits, characteristics, behavior patterns, and they really aim to provide insight into an individual's unique psychology, and help that person identify their preferences, tendencies, potential areas of strength or growth. They are often based on psychological theories and models. Notice often, not always. So you want to be mindful of that. And they utilize various tools and techniques to measure and analyze different aspects of, of an individual's personalities. So 
It could be that they're looking mostly at traits. It could be motivation. It could be values, interpersonal styles. Some assessments use all of them. And assessments can be used for lots of different things, including personal development, which is one of my favorite uses for assessment. Um, They can also be used for career guidance. And I would say you want to exercise some caution there. Team building, this is one of my favorite uses for them. And I'm going to really dive into this. And then also just research in general. In contrast, a work style assessment focuses mostly on preferred approaches to work and their work-related behaviors and preferences, and really aim to understand how individuals interact with tasks, colleagues, overall work environment. So work style assessments generally are more focused on factors like communication styles, decision-making approaches, problem-solving methods, preferred work paces, and organizational skills. And these assessments are really intended to provide insights into individuals' work-related strengths, weaknesses, preferences, and they can also be used to enhance team dynamics, look at job fit, and optimize work performance. So work style assessments are commonly used in career development, job placement, and managing an organization. So that just kind of grounds us in those definitions. And to simplify things, as I'm talking today, I'm going to be focused primarily on personality assessments, in part because that's what most people are familiar with, but also just to make things simple. So I want to start with one of the questions I got that I think is really relevant, and it comes up a lot when I am doing assessments with folks. And that question is, does your personality change? And before I dive into some of the research, I want you to just think about who you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and do you feel like you approach life a little bit differently now with a little more experience, knowledge, et cetera? I am guessing and maybe hoping that yes. And so that is the answer to that question is that personalities do change over time. And if that does not align with what you thought about personality, then you're not alone because there are lots of personality assessments out there that claim that personality doesn't change. But in doing this research, there's been a number of studies that have found, and I will link to one of them, that have found that personalities do change. There are so many factors that impact our personality, including life experience, early childhood experience, our socioeconomic levels, our belief systems, so many different things. And over time, as we're exposed to more information, as we have more life experience, that can impact our personality. So if you thought your personality is just your personality is just your personality, you're not alone. And it's not true. So if you've ever taken a personality assessment at one point in time, and then taken it 10 years later, and you got different results, that would make sense. So that then begs the question, if your personality changes or can change over time, what's the value? What's the benefit of taking these personality assessments? And there are so many. So let's just talk through a few of them. The first one is that it helps you just better understand yourself. With most personality assessments, you are answering questions about yourself, and so it makes sense that you would resonate with the results because you've you've put in the data that is giving you those results. So in that sense, 
you already know these things about yourself and the personality assessment gives you language. And language is so powerful and so important when it comes to understanding ourselves and connecting with others, communicating, et cetera, but even just with understanding ourselves. So that is a starting point when it comes to the value of personality and work style assessments is that they really enhance self-awareness and understanding. Next, they can be really helpful when it comes to your own personal and professional development. So with that self-awareness and understanding, you start to see what your strengths are, what your opportunities for growth are, and that can help you think about how do you want to develop yourself? How do you want to lean into those strengths? And also, how do you want to support yourself in those growth areas and those areas for development or in those areas where you have gaps and Gaps are okay. We don't have to, we are not all great at everything and we can't all be great at everything. And so figuring out what does support look like for that. Next, personality assessments and work style assessments can be really useful for improving communication and collaboration. And this is probably one of my favorite benefits of personality and work style assessments is this improvement in communication and collaboration. And in fact, 11 years ago this month, I was preparing to move to Tokyo. And as part of the preparation with the company I was with at the time, I was given a culture assessment, which is effectively a work style assessment that's grounded in culture, like world culture. And the way this assessment works is you get your results, but then it compares your results to different cultures around the world. And I love this assessment. This is one that we use at Co-Create Work all the time. And it was so impactful in preparing me to move to Japan and understand how differently I was going to show up to average Japanese culture. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the limitations and drawbacks of personality assessments. One of them is the generalization, for sure. But it led me to approach my move to Japan, my coming into this organization as a foreigner in such a different way than I would have otherwise, and allowed me to communicate differently, to collaborate much better than I would have had I not had those insights about myself and about this culture that I was going into. So I am a huge proponent of personality and work style assessments for this reason. And following that experience, I got certified in a number of different assessments because I really did. I mean, it was like life-changing for me and created such a great experience. And In our work at Co-Create Work, we use assessments with clients all the time. We use assessments with our coaching clients from an individual perspective for clients to gain insights about themselves and to create language that they can use and shared language between us. But then we also use them with full teams where we have everyone on the team take the assessment and we come together and debrief that assessment together. And that process is so powerful for teams because A, you get to know your teammates much better and differently, and B, you start to create some shared language and you're able to communicate in a totally different way than you were able to previous to that because you do have that shared language. 
And shared language is a huge benefit of these assessments when you do them with your team. I love this Brene Brown quote from her HBO special where she says, language is the greatest tool for meaningful connection and having access to the right words changes everything. And I think this is so true. And I've seen firsthand so many times the transformations that take place when everyone has a shared understanding and has the language to describe what's happening on the team. In fact, I just did one of these debriefs with a large team a few weeks ago. And as I was walking around listening to the conversations at the different tables, it was amazing to hear all of the ahas and insightful comments that people had as a result of having this shared language. They were able to better describe how they approached work including things like how directly they prefer to communicate or how much risk they're comfortable with. And it started to to totally open up their understanding of why they were having some of the challenges that they were having when it came to communication and collaboration. So this is one of my favorite uses for personality and work style assessments is in team situations or in partnership situations, right? Just in relationship with others. There's so much that you can gain from having that shared language and understanding. Next is that these assessments can really help to increase job satisfaction and engagement. And obviously taking a personality assessment is not what's going to increase job satisfaction and engagement, but utilizing the results from those assessments can. And the ways in which that is done is for as an individual understanding what works well for your personality, what doesn't work well for your personality. And by knowing that you're then able to think about how you want to approach work, the type of work that you want to be doing, etc. And finally, these assessments can really help you as a leader, as a founder, when it comes to your own leadership and management. So by all accounts, in every personality assessment I've ever taken, basically, I'm a fairly direct communicator. And knowing that has helped me to think about when I'm leading and when I'm leading folks who are maybe less direct communicators, it helps me think about how do I want to communicate It helps me be more thoughtful about my approach to things. And that's the way it can really help support your leadership and management is better understanding yourself and the ways you show up so that you can be thoughtful in terms of how you lead others, how you work with others, and also have an awareness of your ways of working and what does work best for you. Some of the other benefits when it comes to your team from doing these assessments and debriefing them together, are identifying complementary strengths, resolving conflicts, improving relationships, and finally, just getting to know each other better. As you think about your work culture and the environment that you want to create, ideally, it's an environment where folks feel like they belong. And one of the ways that we all feel like we belong is to feel like we're seen. And this is a way for folks to share a bit more about who they are. So lots of benefits for personality and work style assessments. And as I said, I'm a big proponent of them. They are not all created equal by any means. 
And I want to talk now about some of the drawbacks of assessments and some things that you want to exercise some caution around. So let's jump into that. I've already mentioned that personality assessments are usually self-assessments. And so there are some limitations to that. In a Harvard Business Review, and I will link to this article as well, Peter Bregman wrote, self-assessments by definition reinforce a person's self-image. You tell the assessment what you think you are like, and then the assessment tells you what you are like, which of course would incline you to think that they're valid, but they are just telling you what you told them. So what this can look like in practice is when a person is taking an assessment, They may be answering questions from the point of view of how they want to be, how they believe that they are. So that can be a limitation for sure. And this is where it can be really helpful when you are doing a personality assessment or work style assessment with your team, having someone who knows the assessment, whether certified or not, just has the information and can help the team set the right mindset and be thinking about it and answering questions in the right way. So that is one limitation. Another limitation is that by definition, these assessments really simplify complexity, which is part of what gives us the shared language is that it does give us shorthand. And that shorthand can be really useful. But also when it comes to personalities, when it comes to people, that shorthand can be very reductive. And so you want to exercise caution around this, which means you shouldn't be going around and labeling people or talking about people based on their personality assessment results. It also means that not all things about a particular personality, whatever the assessment is telling you are going to be true about you or about someone else. Yes, it spits out the information that you're putting in, but it's also reducing that information to make it something that you can have discussions about to to give you shorthand around it and that shared language. So you just want to be really thoughtful about how you use it. I also want to note here that The majority of personality assessments and work style assessments that I'm familiar with, which is quite a few, don't factor in neurodivergence. And I think there's still a lot to be seen in that area. And I think we will start to see that being addressed more broadly. And that's another reason you you want to be really thoughtful about how you're using assessments with your team. Additionally, there are some real limitations when it comes to predictive validity, meaning our personalities can change over time. And so they can't necessarily be used in a predictive way. And finally, and this relates to what I just mentioned when it comes to neurodivergence, there's just a lack of context and situational factors when it comes to assessments, just meaning that an assessment doesn't know what your life experience has been. It doesn't know the context of your background, any of those things, right? It just is asking the same questions to the same people, which makes sense. That's really important when it comes to how the assessments work. So there are some there are some real limitations and I still use them and I still think they're incredibly valuable as long as you're aware of those limitations. So now let's talk about how not to use these assessments. We've talked about the benefits of them, but let's talk a little bit 
what they shouldn't be used for. So starting with number one, they definitely should not be used to stereotype or label people. I think that's pretty clear. They also shouldn't be used without recognizing the fluidity of a personality, of someone's personality and their work style, and that that can change. They should not be used as a determinant either, meaning you should not use a personality or work style assessment as a means to determine whether to hire or promote somebody. They might be used as part of the whole hiring process. And, and I want to say this so clearly, you want to make sure that you are exercising so much caution around that for so many reasons, including legal reasons, ethical reasons, all the reasons. So you want to be really cautious. And I will include a couple of links to articles about this and and the problem with them for using them for hiring, whether or not you should use them for hiring, etc. And I highly recommend reading these articles. And the one piece that I will share from them is the importance of understanding the purpose of the assessment that you are using. So there are assessments that are intended to be used in support of something like hiring, never a determinant on its own. Let me just reiterate that. But you need to do your research and really understand the purpose of the assessment that you are using. You also want to make sure that you are evaluating it and looking at the data behind its reliability and its validity. So reliability, meaning if the same person takes the same test multiple times under the same circumstances, that they are likely to get similar results. And this is straight from an article in Forbes that I will link to in the show notes. And validity, meaning its ability to measure what it purports to measure. And that's what's really important when it comes to how you use these personality assessments is that validity piece. Does it measure what it says it's going to measure? And on that note, one of the questions I got in response to my social media posts was from a friend of mine who asked, why did my father-in-law require me to take one before getting married? And while I don't know the answer to that question, I'm guessing it was not actually being used for determining whether or not this person could marry their now spouse. I'm also guessing that it led to some really interesting conversations and some great shared language. So again, personality assessments, a great tool, not a great determinant. And with that, let's close out by talking about how you can get started using assessments in your business if you'd like to do that. So the first thing is to understand your organization's needs and goals. What's going on in your business? What's going on with your team? The next is once you understand that, selecting the right assessment for your context and what you want to achieve or accomplish. Then, as we've already talked about, you want to make sure that the assessment you're using is both scientifically valid and reliable. You also want to make sure that the way that you're conducting the assessments is ethical and transparent. You want your team members to understand how you're going to use this information, what it's for, so that they can decide whether or not they want to participate. And that should always be an option. 
You also want to make sure that you provide the appropriate training and support or get the appropriate training and support for using the assessments within your organization. And at the end of the day, anything that helps to create a better culture within your organization, better communication, better collaboration, which is all in service of your business growth and strategy, then I think it's worth exploring, right? And if you're interested in learning more about how we use these assessments and the types of transformations that we've seen with our clients as a result of the work we've done with them and incorporating assessments, please don't hesitate to reach out schedule a consultation with us. You can find links in the show notes for all of those things. We'd be happy to talk to you about them because we really do see them make a big impact with our clients. Additionally, if you have any questions about different personality assessments, as I said, I'm very familiar with many of them. I have certifications in many of them. Please feel free to reach out to me directly, and I'm happy to have those conversations with you as well. And that is going to wrap up our episode on assessments for today. And just a quick reminder about our Leadership Wellbeing Challenge. We hope that you will join us for it. And as always, thank you for being here and thank you for your leadership. Thank you for spending time with us today. For any resources referenced during today's episode, you can find that information in our show notes at cocreatework.com slash podcast. You can also connect with us on Instagram at cocreatework. If you have any questions about this episode or transforming the future of work, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at cocreatework.com. And if you'd like a little weekly love in your inbox, subscribe to our mailing list and get our guide to 40 powerful questions to accelerate your growth. The link is in the show notes. Finally, we want more leaders like you joining us each week. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Co-Create Work podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.